Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. This episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything 1792's Sweet Wheat. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. Enjoying even better weather this week uh, than we had last week. Uh, Starting to kind of get a little bit warmer here. Now that we've hit March in yep. Cincinnati. Um, so, so this episode will actually post on March 7th, Monday, March 7th. Yeah. And um, about be- 10 days away from when we start uh, one of the biggest holidays, at least in America, for drinking. And, yep. you know, a Ten very days personal out holiday. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, and a very personal holiday for John. <laughs> Bachelor Andy, party. <laughs> Andy, I drink to forget. <laughs> I drink to forget, but I can't remember what. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're 10 days out, or you know, this will be posted 10 days out from St. Patrick's Day. Obviously very excited about that, St. Patrick's Day, but... Uh, that day kicks special... off another uh, <laughs> weekend-long celebration for us, because it'll be your bachelor party. That's right, so everyone's coming in on Thursday, St. Patrick's Day evening, when they get off, you know, some people are flying in, some people are driving in after they get off work, and a couple of people are going to be crashing here. What do you think we should do that St. Patrick's Day night? Because it'll be know. Thursday, because... So Dan is coming from Cleveland, so he'll be, it's a four-hour drive from when he gets off work. So let's say he yeah. gets off work at 5, and he heads straight down here. You're looking at probably 9 o'clock. He yeah. says, depending on when he's going to get off, it'll be between 8 and 9. So what are you thinking? Are we going to do something local? Are we going to just have people over here to hang out and drink? Or uh, what, what do you think we should do? I think we start off here and see what happens. I mean, it's, you know, there's obviously a lot of opportunities downtown for us that we could probably do. A couple breweries and restaurants and stuff near us local you yeah know, we could visit at least for a short while you know and then like just two hours something like that crash because you know we got a big drive the next morning right i imagine we'll do something relatively like we'll be drinking and partying and being having fun i imagine we'll do a lot of it here just because we don't know when people will be coming in necessarily yeah um like i'll probably i mean i work from home but i'll probably be done at like five 5.30 on about Thursday. So, like, I probably won't be able to actually hang out with anyone until 5, so that's about what you'll do. Um, and then, so, I mean, imagine right around, like, after we eat dinner, pretty much, is when we'll start having people come over. So, yeah. like, you and Johnny will probably come over sometime after dinner and uh, get Eric over <clears> here, and then Michael and Dan will roll in, and, and Reinhardt will fly in. and Got to you know, pick we'll, him up. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah I don't know what we're going to uh, If we're already drinking on, we might have to have him get an Uber or something. But yeah. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But I, don't, I imagine we'll probably do something here just because of the, the way people will be rolling in. Plus, yeah. um, you know, we don't want to go too crazy since we've got the whole weekend ahead of us. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that's what's going to happen. But yeah. We'll, don't want to be hungover for the drive the next morning down to Louisville. Not too hungover, at least. So yeah, that's um, so that'll be really exciting. That's really, really coming up, and which of course means the wedding's really coming up. So yeah. Uh, lots of exciting things. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be an exciting 2022. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Exactly. Um, and I'm Getting really ready for March Madness, too. Exactly. Start celebrating March that. Madness will start on, I believe, Wednesday, so it'll be Wednesday, then Thursday, yeah, Friday, Saturday. So that I mean, that's like 
for me, that's for those those four days in the row, that first weekend of March Madness, that first long weekend of March Madness is really where a lot of the excitement comes in. Yeah. You have a lot of the big upsets. You got a lot of a lot of games because yeah. it's so early gotta on. Get through a lot. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll hit some distilleries, watch some March Madness. It's gonna be a good time. So I'm really excited. And of course I'm really excited about this podcast. So without further ado, Andy, give the folks out there a little bit of refresher on seventeen ninety two and of course tell them everything they need to know about the sweet wheat. Of course. So you know, as we talked about, and I think episode fourteen for us, um, the bluegrass byword. Yeah, um, I know. I, still discussions episode fourteen. Yeah, I don't know that it's specifically titled episode fourteen, but that's the title of the episode. Uh, way back when in twenty twenty, whenever that was. Um, but just as a kind of a brief refresher, without going too far in depth on that episode, uh, you know, you can listen to more there if you really want to. Um, the distillery, it's Barton 1792, is founded in uh, 1879 in Bardstown, Kentucky. And they're, you know, of course, the oldest fully operating distillery, at least in Bardstown. Okay. Um, and the name of 1792, that brand, um, is that was the year that Kentucky became a state and joined, you know, the United States of America. Right. Um, and... It was something, you know, they had a lot of years uh, continually operating on their own, doing all their stuff. I don't remember that they, if they actually sat here and were operating through prohibition, I don't think they had, I don't think they were one of the lucky brands that had a medical license to distill and sell throughout prohibition um, there in the 20s, 1920s. But, you know, they, if they weren't, you know, they obviously reopened after prohibition and at a few decades there uh operating on their own before they were sold to uh constellation brands in 1993 and then about just under two decades later so into a sazerac in 09 who of course hmm. is famed for another huge uh brand based out of lexington area in kentucky uh buffalo try buffalo trace <laughs> yeah there in frankfurt yeah um, and it was, you know, something that they've, you know, they have a whole bunch of brands coming out of there. I think they have a few other spirits beyond just bourbon being distilled at the 1792 Barton Distillery. Um, but of course, some of the ones that they're most famous for are very old Barton, um, bourbon. And then also the one that we're discussing today, like we said in the intro, 1792 bourbon. Um, and it's something, you know, for them. They sell their small batch bourbon, which I know we tried previously, mm-hmm. as well as a foolproof, bottled and bond, aged 12 years, and high rye, and then a port-finished uh, bourbon and single-barrel uh, offerings, among others. Yeah. And, of course, the one we're trying today, like John mentioned you know, earlier, is the 1792 Sweet Wheat. Um, it's something that, you know, that name comes from... Um, them using wheat in the mash bill instead of rye in the mash bill, um, you know, which is traditionally one of the three grains or four grains, um, well, three grains that a bourbon will use or, you know, using both wheat and rye if it's a four-grain bourbon or four-grain whiskey. Um, So, you know, they kind of follow, like, what Larceny, um, Weller, Pappy, um, some of those other names being heavily... even Maker's Mark uh, using wheat instead of rye in the mash bill there. Uh, and it's something that, 
you know, they've had a whole bunch of, at least for this specific product, you know, they've had a whole bunch of different um, medals and recognitions from 2015 through 2018. I think 2015, if I recall correctly, is when they first debuted the Sweet Wheat, if I can remember. But, you know, at least in in that time period, they've, you know, won a whole bunch of different awards for the Sweet Wheat, Uh, you know... As a perfect example, I think in 2015 or 16 through 2018, you know, they continue to win best in category at the L.A. Uh, International Wine and Spirits Competition. Yeah. Actually for the Sweet Wheat, among some of their other products. Um, so, you know, definitely doing good things there, getting a lot of recognition for it. It's got to be a good product if you're doing all the, you know, getting all those awards and everything. Right. And the recognition for it. So you said the the wheat is uh, in place of the rye in the mash bill. Yes. Do we know? Do you know for seventeen ninety two what percentage of the the mash bill is made up of the the rye? I don't remember exact specifics of their mash bill. What it would be? Uh, obviously, being you know still a bourbon, it has to be at least a fifty one percent corn. But I forget like what the um, well wheat in this scenario, but rye elsewise in their mash bill it is and then obviously like what basically what the remaining 49 percent is of wheat or rye and then barley in the mash bill for a 1792 offhand um i think we discussed it in there in that episode 14 um exactly what it would be so i'd imagine whatever that rye percentage is they're probably just using that exact same percentage for the wheat right um that makes sense i just don't remember that explicitly offhand yeah definitely all right, folks. Well, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and pour ourselves a glass of the Sweet Wheat 1792 and uh, give it a taste. All right. So we have a glass of the 1792 Sweet Wheat poured for our tasting here. And as always, we're going to start with a nose. I think we need to start with something else first, though. Oh, <laughs> Cheers. Yep. Cheers to her. Salute. <laughs> Very, like, sweet caramely. Uh, yep. note on it something that i kind of get a little bit from makers but even more so here um which i'm surprised by you know a very light nose um not very uh, not very harsh you know which it is, is very light yeah you know not very like a harsh or offensive nose which is something i kind of get a lot what like, are some of the so it's a light nose but what are some of the notes that you're getting in it um i mean like i said you know that 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 caramel, very, very sweet caramel. Yep. Uh, or like an oaky, car- very light oak yep. caramel. Um, kind of some red fruit or something like that in there. I'm getting like some, for me, it's like a, maybe like a black cherry. Okay. Type of type of sweetness. Maybe like yeah. some orangishness. Like it is pretty sweet. You can really yeah. know. I think you can really pick up on the sweetness. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I can kind of see the black cherry there. Maybe that's like the red fruit I'm talking about. I'm not picking up the orange. Yeah, as much. I think that that, that dark that fruit that fruit is the the dark the the, the cherry yeah, the black but, cherry. Yeah, like a cherry or a raspberry kind of sweet note is when I say red fruit. I think that's maybe what I'm talking about there. Yeah, but not not. Not too complex, very light, I would say. Oh yeah, very very light. Um, not super complex. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like some of Weller's yeah. or Maker's Mark's more complex um, offerings that they have. 
but obviously both of those are weeded yeah. um, too. It, it is so. reminding me of the Wellers and, and yeah, the like weeded, it, the other weeded bourbons. Yeah, like a tried, special which like makes this, sense. Yeah, which like kind of reminds me a bit of like the Antique 107. Yeah, um, maybe a proofed down Antique 107, but even like a proofed up special reserve. Um, right there. Right, I think that's a great way to put it. Honestly, yeah, which but, is you know it's not bad. I mean, those are two at the price points if you're buying them at retail. They're not terrible products. Right. So, and the the sweet wheat is very affordable. It's only thirty five dollars for a bottle. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, but it's very it's very hard to find. Yeah. So I had the foolproof for the. It might have been the small batch. I can't remember. I know. I think it was. I know. Foolproof, I right? know. Both of us. I think have had at least a small batch. Yeah. Which that's I, the one we I, talked I about in our say, other episode. Right. I want to say it was the foolproof, but I can't remember. There was like a. I don't think it was the standard seventeen ninety two, but I had one of their like kind of slightly more. Uh, rare ones and I wasn't a fan and yeah. uh, I really did not like the taste I drank the whole bottle eventually over time and but I, I really wasn't a big fan and then my my connection that always hooks me up with rare whiskeys he yeah. offered me a bottle of this 1792 sweet wheat uh, and I was like no I'm not interested and because I was not a fan of the previous whiskey I had yeah he was like are you sure it's really sought after it's hard to, it never, doesn't come through very often he's like I think I get it about once a year uh, and I was like, nah, I'm good. And then I've talked to someone else who was really kind of a bourbon connoisseur. And he was like, you pass on a bottle of sweet wheat? He was like, you're an idiot. You should have never done that. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Well, okay. And then so finally, it was, I would say for about a year there, there was the only bottle of, of whiskey that I passed on that I really, really regretted was the sweet wheat. Now and you got it, a bottle. And then it came around again about a year, almost exactly a year later. And he offered, and I told him, you know, maybe six months in, I was like, if you ever see the sweet wheat again, hold me a bottle. I want to try it. And so he finally came in. He held the bottle for me. I came in and got it, and I've I've been very uh, I've been very happy Impressed. with it. Yeah, and I will say, kind of to your point that you were just kind of saying there, I think a lot of 1792's products, um, at least for us in Ohio, they kind of follow a lot of like what Weller does. Yeah, um, where it's you can get like the small batch 1792, and then Weller Special Reserve. You can dang near find anywhere. It's like yeah, dang near gas station whiskey like. Pretty sure if they like buy you buy your first house, they're gonna give you a bottle of special reserve or small batch. <laughs> but like a lot of you know them passed the you know those two in those offerings, um, you know Weller and seventeen ninety two respectively. Yeah, you kind of got to do a little bit more hunting to sit there and find them. Definitely. And this, based on what you're saying, is kind of the same situation yeah. here. Let's give it a taste. Hmm. It's good. Um, you know, definitely presents a lot better on the nose for me than the palate. I agree. Um, I'm getting a, a very good sweetness and dryness balance. Like, it's a dry whiskey, but there's a lot of sweetness balanced in with that. Yeah. What are some of the flavors that you're picking up? Um, I'm definitely picking up, like, a light grain and oaky note there. Um Definitely like a vanilla and um, orange note that I wasn't picking up on the nose yeah. there. Um, no, I, I think you were picking up, yeah. maybe. I'm getting that in the palate as well. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I- I'm still getting some dried fruit, like almost like yeah. that dark cherry type. Yeah, kind of like some dried fruit, like some dried cherry, something like that in the palate. Because um, it, it is a very dry whiskey, but like, like I said, but you still have a lot of that sweetness mixed in with it, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's definitely, I mean, it's not like super, super drying. No, 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 um, no. It's like, but, but you still get some. It's not dr- like, but it is a drier yeah. whiskey, I think. Yeah, I think it's like some of the dryness, I think it's just. Like it's mildly dry. Exactly, like some of the dryness, like you said, is mildly dry. I think it a lot comes from more of an oaky note. Yes. Some of that grainy, like yeah. wheat note that I was mentioning. 100%. On it. Um, you know, and, still and good. I, and I think you're getting that, the oaky, like the dryness, the oakiness, the, but you're getting that balance with the sweetness across the board, like across the nose, mm-hmm. across the palate, across the finish. Um, I really, I like it. I almost, I mean, yeah. this is what, as far as finishes goes, this is one of my, my top, uh, especially when it comes to wheat whiskeys. I love the finish. It's very, uh, like I said, very yeah. sweet, but dry together. It's a, it's a nice balance. I like it. Yeah, I mean, for thirty five bucks, at least here in Ohio, yeah, you if you can find it, it's a yeah, you can't complain about that. And, and it's a great, it's nice to have on your shelf too, just because it is, it is a hard whiskey to find. Like I have a yeah. pretty good connection, and I could probably only get my hands on this bottle like once a year. Um, yeah. So if you ever see it, definitely buy it. Don't pass up on yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, leave a review. Listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions and please share the episodes with your friends, uh, whether they're real life friends or on social media. We really do appreciate your support. Uh, Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.